MFs, welcome back. Today, for the record, is June the 9th. We'll see how our commentary holds up by the time we air, most likely a week from right now. Although my confidence in fast-moving change is shaky at best, so we shall see. We're a nation still at war, or, well, I mean, that's what the pictures imply when you see military vehicles, assault weapons, everybody armed to the teeth in our own streets. And today is George Floyd's funeral. All the best to his family, his loved ones, everyone who has been touched by him across the world at this point, we hope. I hope it remains peaceful, respectful, but protests are planned. There's a lot of misinformation relating to the effects of these protests, the impact they're having, both positive and negative. The damage and destruction of property is real. Some of us on this very podcast have seen that happening. Although we're not really clear who's causing it in all cases. And I like to think it's not nearly as widespread, as widespread, excuse me, as some would have us believe. And I do want to point out to those who say the protesters are predominantly bad people up to no good, that's the same as saying all cops are bad cops, which is ironic, am I right? And I'm not going to get into this, this new trend, this new topic of defunding the police. Because it seems to me people don't really understand what that means. Unless you're a blowhard like Tucker Carlson. Because I think he does. It's just wouldn't be on brand if he wasn't sowing fear and hatred among his base. Much like... Dear leader, you know who. But the best headline I saw this morning was actually the following. It said, popular donut shop ends discounts for police. I'm just going to leave that right there. Now, at home, for those of us parents, the school year is coming to a merciful close. I know my brother Banks is happy about that. For my four-year-old son, today is what they call field day. Now, each year, field day is when the kids go out into the schoolyard and they do games and, you know, rides or whatever. Not rides, I take that back. It's, you know, sack races and egg tosses and genius principal, thanks, Mr. Sylvia, says, oh, we're going to devise a bunch of activities for the kids to do on their own. You can't see me putting my palm to my forehead. Like my kid is going to jump around in a potato sack doing a one-person race in the yard. Or maybe tie himself to his sister's leg and run around and beat the crap out of each other. Because what, what better excuse? They do it anyway. But in the concert business... Just last evening, actually, one of our industry's biggest employers, AEG Presents, second largest promoter in the world, announced more layoffs and furloughs because that's still happening. But in an effort to sound comforting, the CEO, Jay Marciano, reassured his staff and said, I quote, this is not your fault. No shit, dumbass. And to a point our own Kyle Hamilton made the other day, we're still waiting to see more artists stepping up and using their voices to make a positive change in this country. Not that there aren't a few. JMB, we talked about the other day. Trump's BFF. Kanye West stepping up. 
BTS, the K-pop group, not only put up a million of their own dollars, but their fans matched that million in under 24 hours. And Oprah, Kyle, I know you mentioned Oprah specifically the other day. Seems she heard your call. She'll be hosting a town hall in the next couple of days, hopefully to some positive extent. And I'm not going to call out those who haven't said anything yet, of which there are still far too many. I'll only say I hope you do before long. Because your fans are looking at you. They're looking up to you. And the days of Charles Barkley saying, I am not a role model, are over. Even Charles recognized the error in his way later on in his career. You are role models. And your voices need to be heard. Speaking of voices to be heard, I'd love to hear the voice of the incomparable Christine Dallas. Good afternoon. How are you today? Appreciate you joining us, and I appreciate you asking how I'm doing. I, I'm doing okay. And then, Mr. Motherfucker himself, Kyle Hamilton. Good evening. Kyle T in the building. Staying balanced on this true Tuesday. And, um, of course, since I'm back to the crunch berries, more crunch, less berry. There it is. And from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, my good brother Banks. How goes it? Hydrating this morning with water because it is very, very hot today in Southern California. Already almost 90 degrees this morning. You should have some potato water. Potato water. Warm water doesn't... Does, does, warm air doesn't... doesn't, doesn't deter your drinking in general, though, Banks. And this is our second podcast in a row where you've talked about rehydrating. What, what is going on with that? I have to ask. I've just been working a lot, and drinking when you're tired <laughs> doesn't quite help my situation. Dehydrate, so, baby. Yeah, I'm trying to hydrate, trying to reverse that. Nah, dehydrate. <laughs> I don't need to be falling out in front of people. <laughs> and then you get back up. No, I need to be coherent. Did my man have a song? We fall down and you get back up, right? This is a song. There I don't is. need to be that. I don't need to be that example, though. Little potato juice get you right. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my water for right now. What is potato juice? Who drinks potato juice? What is he talking about? Vodka. <laughs> ah, now you're talking my language. Although I'm not a fan of the potato vodka, to be honest with you. Chopin is delicious. No, Chopin is is fucking disgraceful, actually. I I totally disagree. (laughs) Totally disagree. (laughs) Double Tito's on the rock. Clearly not a connoisseur. Banks knows how we do things. Fruit free, no fruit. No fruit. No No fruit, that's for sure. Well, now that we've got that clear. Speaking of artists with voices, today we have our very first performing artist, musical artist, joining us on the program. We've had a couple background singers, but this is a first. She is a friend to all of us. She is a friend to many. She is an amazing dancer, choreographer. And I do want to say where we'd originally said our focus was not on the artist, the managers, the major players in the business that already have command of the spotlight, a platform to speak. This woman we have with us today is an exception. Exceptional, to be sure. She and I spent the better part of two months, I would say, on a tour bus as part of the Kendrick Lamar B party a couple years back. She was also there, as was my brother Banks. Maybe, Kyle. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe. I was all the way in there, playboy. Slow down. Wait for me to finish my fucking story. 
was referring to one of my career highlights. Thank you very much. When we had Kendrick, Bono and the Edge from U2, and Dave Chappelle all together on the Grammy Awards. Were you there for that, Kyle? Are you trying to play me? No, I was not. You just fl- flipped your monologue. But no, there it is. He was in the city, though. I just I couldn't make payroll. That's why I wasn't there. It's too expensive, I guess. Please. That's right. We had Kendrick, Bono, Edge, Chappelle. We had Charm, Chris, but you, you was too expensive. That, that's, that because, is the reason. You are, you, you've identified money. the reason that we left you out of the equation. Well, I'll just leave that right there. The but anyway. Too high. She got that high rate, that Charm rate. Still talking. So she was the lone female performer with us on that night. And the choreographer of a large group of men, all black men, by the way, in a performance that referenced civil unrest and the systematic mistreatment of black people in our country, and ended with each of them getting shot dead to the ground. So once again, art reflects history and history repeats itself. At the age of 17, she danced on tour with Madonna. To this day, she choreographs for the likes of Dua Lipa, Selena Gomez, Rosalia, and many more. She recently released her first single on Epic Records entitled So and So. Please welcome to the program the hugely talented and amazing human being, Ms. Charm LaDonna. Wow, Matt. I mean, that that was amazing. Matt, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Charm. Who wrote that, Matt? Who wrote that for you? You wrote that. Come on. <laughs> I don't have fancy songwriters writing for me. <laughs> I don't oh, either. Damn. I don't either. See? But that's what I'm saying. We both speak from our heart. We speak the truth because it is our own. Right. Right. Well, thank so, you for having welcome. I, I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. We really do. You you are an amazing human. We do uh, appreciate you being with us. You are a phenomenal choreographer, an amazing feature dancer, and uh, and a great singer. And And kudos on your release. I'm uh, I'm proud to have uh, told people to be able to tell people I know you, that I, I consider you a friend, that we have spent uh, the time that we have, and we can get into that. I, I mean, the most important question of all. I mean, I'll just get it like out out of the way. Like, what's the best thing about touring with me? Um, the best thing about touring with Matt Walt. You know. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I will say this, Matt. You you know what? You do take care of your people. You try your best. You wear many hats, I think, and you do your best to make sure everyone is taken care of. At least my relationship. I think I formed a relationship with you where I was able to call you, text you, hey Matt, I need this, or hey Matt, what's going on? And you know, so we had that type of relationship. I made sure I had that. Um, and so you I mean you never left me hanging. So I don't I heard a chuckle. Was that Kyle? I think your title commanded that. I don't think it was because you got built a relationship. Oh, got it. <laughs> what was my title, Kyle? Please. Was it Dance Her? Is that what you called me? Is that was it that? Was it Dance Her? <laughs> I did call you Dance Her, yes. <laughs> but you also was <laughs> I believe you uh you were the performance minus Kendrick. We both, I mean I was the See, first you're stuttering. because Kyle, you're, I should give you a side text right now, but, <laughs> um, you know, you were just as important front of house without you. I, mean, there's no sound. I agree. I mean, we rode the same bus. I was, pri- pri- Chris and I were privy enough to ride your bus, but right. you had a amazing title. Well, I'm just charmed. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Let's let's leave the 
inside jokes for a conversation that other people can uh, understand. Well, you, the title is meaning that's why she had all your respect because you could not just treat her as such. You had to give her the highest of highest regards. I treat I everyone. Like, I with everyone. Right. I'm like, what? So did you have a different experience, Kyle? I didn't have an experience. I just have get up, motherfucking go do X, Y, Z. You like. Well, that's because you were sitting in my office all damn day. Like, get up, motherfucker. Go do something. <laughs> all right. Continue on. Anyway. All right. All right. All right. Obviously, that was not the most important question. The most important question is Dua Lipa. I love her. Like, can you tell her that for me, please? Like, yeah. can you give her my number? <laughs> I won't give her your number, but I'll definitely tell her. She actually, she, we met when, when we were in Europe and she and Kendrick were doing a lot of the same festivals for like three weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. And like that, the first time we saw her, she was literally like hiding behind front of house because somebody had snuck her out there. And she okay. was like trying to like look over the console and look past Kyle's shoulder to, to see, you know, the stage. And I was like, um, do, do you want to like step up here and, and be able to see the show? And, uh, and she was cool. I mean, she was super cool. And, like for the next three weeks, anytime she'd see me, she came over. Hey, how you doing? Um, no, I, I really, really, I mean, obviously I do love her and I really do want you to give her my number, but I'm, I'm just saying she's, she's amazingly talented. Um, we'll get back to her and, and I, we, I would love to hear, you know, your relationship with her too, but, but let's start from the beginning. Let's take it from the top. So you are, you are a young person who is dancing, who is singing. You are spotted by somebody, and somehow you are on the road with Madonna for your very first tour. Is this right? Well, um, yeah, kind of, sort of. I guess you could say, you know, Madonna was looking for a specific type of dancer at this time for this tour. Um, she had auditioned a lot of people, and um, she couldn't find what she was looking for. And then I got called in from a close friend of mine who was actually already on the tour and said, hey, I mean, I remember I was in history class. I was in like AP history and my phone kept going off. And, um, you know, he's a really good, he's a more like a brother to me. And so he just kept calling me. So I asked my teacher, like, if I could step outside to take this phone call. Cause my, you know, like I was like, my brother never calls me this much. It has to be an emergency. Cause he, gets, he knew I was in school and he kept calling. So I stepped out, I called him back and he was like, Hey sis, come, I want you to like, come audition for Madonna. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm in history class. What are you talking about? And he's like, yo, you have to come audition. She's looking for, you know, uh, a, a, a crumper who can, who can, you know, do other styles. And, and I said, okay, I actually wasn't like considered myself a crumper at the time. Um, I, you know, I'm, I grew up in South Central out in Compton and of course I, was around the movement of Crump and my friends did it. And we had, you know, we had dance teams and we had all this stuff, but I, I necessarily didn't consider myself like a train, like a Crump Crumper. Um, but I went anyway and I was like, okay. And then, you know, he helped me and helped my other friends help me. And it just went from there. So for anyone out there that doesn't know what a Crumper is, can you please tell us what that means? Um, crumping is a style of dance that originated in South Central in Los Angeles by tie dyes and um, a, cr a crew of dancers, and it's a it's a, a form of dance, um, street style. Let's call it street style. Fair enough. Yeah. So Madonna leads to presumably other opportunities. You were dancing. Mm -hmm. You started choreo chore exact. Excuse me, can't speak. Choreographing. Thank you. Big words. I struggle. My bad. <laughs> Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, I was choreographing before I was like calling myself a choreographer, right? Like talent shows and, and as a child and like, you know, doing community things with friends who were like artists at the time. And I would just choreograph my friends. But to me, it was just, you know, we call them making them dances. Um, but I knew I loved to do that. And then when I got off tour with Madonna, I ran back into... Fatima Robinson, who I met when I was 10 years old. And, you know, she hired me for a job when I was 10 out of like 500 kids. She saw me and then she kind of like kept her eye on me since then. And, you know, I visited classes with her and back and forth. And then when I got back in touch with her, I was actually like known as my name. Charmaine is my full name. 
So charm didn't develop till I was about like maybe 15, 15, 16. And then it kind of went from there. Um, and so when I ran back into Fatima, I'm charm. And I had to, you know, I just reminded her like, hey, Fatima, you know, you hired me and we did this. And she's like, what? And I was like, Charmaine. She's like, you're that little girl? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, I was looking for you. And it kind of just took off from there, my, my career, when I got back from tour. And Fatima Robinson, for people who do not know, she is a world-renowned choreographer herself. She yeah. has Director. worked with... Go ahead. I was just saying choreographer, director, creative director. She does it exactly. all. She's been a part of any number of major tours, award shows, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You effectively became her protege after yes. a while. Yes. Yes, I did. I became her protege. Um, and just learn from her. Um, I continued to dance with the artists that I was, you know, assisting um, when I was doing the assistant choreography work as well, while still attending uh, UCLA. Very cool. And so you are in high school, that is, you said AP history when you get this first yeah. call. Yeah, I was in high school. I was in high school. Um, I turned 18 probably right before we went on tour. So I was 17 when we started rehearsals. And then right before, like, I think the first show I turned 18. So that was like in May. And much respect to you for actually going on tour and then deciding I'm going to college. Mm -hmm. And you went to yeah. UCLA and what did you study there? Um, world arts and culture. See now, I would think that that actually really helps inform your process as an artist, as a singer, as a dancer, as a choreographer. Would I be right about that? Um, yeah, you know, I'm always a student. I'm always learning. And, you know, at UCLA, I got to develop, um, I think, the, the ability to adapt, right? Because I was learning different cultures. I was learning different styles of dance outside of what I grew up doing. And I was taking, you know, there was choreography classes, but it wasn't necessarily, I want to say, you know, we're going to call it like industry choreography or like it, it's, it was more theater based work. Fair enough. Fair mm -hmm. enough. I, I, I suppose I was thinking it would kind of give you more just to think about spatial knowledge, awareness. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It gave me that as well. Very cool. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about your experience as a touring dancer. We have not had a dancer mm -hmm. on this program yet. And, and I don't know that we have many listeners that are yet, but uh, mm -hmm. perhaps you'll help us open that door. I, yeah. But regardless, I mean, talk, talk to us about that. Um, well, I've been able to be on tours of different, you know, there's like, there's different levels to certain tours, right? Like you have your arena tours and you have your theater tours. I've been um, able to, to be on all arena tours and stadium tours in my career. And, you know, as a dancer, let's say my first tour, I mean, outside of Madonna, the next one, I think was Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Yeah, that was Black Eyed Peas. I went on tour with Black Eyed Peas, and I got to—I mean, I got to travel the world. So that's what first someone who never really left, you know, Los Angeles is—is already like mind blowing. You know, I'm visiting places that I've never—I've only read about. So that's one. Um, uh, two. I'm doing something I love every day. I get to travel the world and dance. So that's special. Two and three. I mean, the overall. Wait, what was the question again, Matt? I'm over here. <laughs> no, you, you 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 were answering it perfect. I was just asking you about your experience as a touring oh, dancer. Yeah. What that's you know, like. You know, it's 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 strenuous, right? It's you know, if a, if an artist has let's say 20 songs and we're dancing in like 17 of them nonstop, it's 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 hard on your body. The reality. You know, and every tour is different because, you know, it just depends on what the overall creative is. But I mean, we were all the tours I've been on. We were I was dancing in more than half of the numbers that the artist was performing in. Um, 
So, and, and I, no, what were you going to say? Please go ahead. I was just going to point out for our listeners that what that means is that yours was not exactly a white glove role like certain motherfuckers who just sit well, back that and. Was her second tour. I mean, I got 27. She just told technically six months. No, 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 no. She was talking about her experience as a touring artist, spending more than half of that time on stage is where I just heard it. Am I hearing things? No. Well, there's a lot of time that was missed in between. I heard high school, Madonna, Mm -hmm. Black Eyed Peas. Uh Uh-huh. And? What you trying to say, Kyle? and, And now... She is charmed. Where I, she will hire me. So I mean, I, and then she she moved light years in front. But whoa, 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 whoa! No, did I, think, did, did I, I miss Kyle, something? Kyle, wait, hold on, Kyle. I think you need to take a step back and let's listen. You asked me how my experience was on tours. So I'm giving you my experience based on the tours that I've been on. Understood. But when you bring me and talk about my white gloving, no, no, no. <laughs> well, that's true. Did you say anything about white gloving? Yes, he well, did. I, I, I was calling out charm because he is a white glove motherfucker. But I do want to say for the record that, first of all, Kyle likes to insert himself into other people's touring experiences Facts. as often as Facts. he can. I mean, and second of all, he did just, again, just to clarify the record for our listeners. I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. I'm going to talk a little more calmly. But he, he implied that Charm has hired him. Now, Charm, have no, you no, no, hired no, no. I Kyle? I she could now that she is that art. She is mm-hmm. now she is that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Her pockets are deep enough that warrant me to come through. But today, again, today's opener is tomorrow's headliner. So just because she's a new artist right now does mm-hmm. not mean I won't jump on where on the grassroots because I know where she came from. She is my sis. But yeah, she's balling. How many homes do you own? Four or five? No, Kyle. And I'm I don't think... Ten. No, I don't, Kyle. He's and just I... trying to build you up, save his his own. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to build right. her up so I can charge it up. Right. <laughs> Not, even. Boys. Not even. Don't I'll... you worry, Chad. I'm, I'm, I'll negotiate you a good deal with Kyle if he is so fortunate to work with you. Right. It's the reverse. She's a new artist, not me. That don't mean she's hiring you, motherfucker. I'm just mean, saying. That, but you got to bless the... No, I'm not. We're blessing each other. It's not a one-sided blessing. We're all just having fun here. Relax. <laughs> so can we go back to my story of how I... <laughs> Please. Okay, we're back. Okay, Kyle, you're done? Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. So Remember, so, you paid me to listen, so I'm listening to you now. So to, to answer your question, Matt, well, <laughs> You know, it varies from different tour to tour, but um, like any job, there's ups and downs, right? When it comes to dancers and performers. Um, But overall, my touring experience has been great. And and if we go back even to my last touring experience, which will probably be as a, as a, we're going to call it, call it just a dancer, just so people understand. The last tour we did, which you mentioned in the beginning, the Kendrick tour, where I was the only other performer on stage with him. I mean, that's literally the highlight of my career. I have no idea if I would ever go on tour again with anyone else. Right? Unless I'm super moved by, you know, what it is. And I have that that same type of rollout, right? Because all the other all the other tours I've been on, I was on with like 10 dancers and, you know, and I actually got to choreograph. So every tour I've been on, I've choreographed or assisted in some type of way. So, you know, I was on tours with 10, with 10 dancers, on tour with 12 dancers. But this last tour, I was on tour by myself with my own dressing room. Kyle, did you Dance. have your own dressing room? Dance her. Kyle, <laughs> do you have your own dressing room? I don't have a dressing room. I have a crew room in the back of the bus. Nah, he just likes to sit in mine. Right. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I commandeer people's, you know, locations to set up my computer to do edits or whatnot. <laughs> As a whole, you know, I'm chilling. But you became dance her. Yeah, you are the only dance her I've ever met. Yeah, and and it kind of I think after that started a, started That's a epic. wave of, started a wave of dancers and artists. You know, only having one performer on stage, which I think is special because I so think, you were ahead of the curve. You created the curve. You know, I, I helped. I think maybe. Charm is on a pedestal. Charm deserves that platform. She is a feature. She is not just an ensemble player. She deserves that spotlight. She knocked it out of the park. It was artistic. 
It was intelligent. It was well thought out. No, I mean, the way you and Kendrick vibed on the stage, you looked at each other and you was like, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there and boom, boom, Mm -hmm. boom. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it it worked. I, I would say, of course, there's argument that you've moved beyond that in your career, but I wouldn't leave that door closed for another incredible opportunity with another artist, even somebody that gives you that, that opportunity to shine and do something that is exceptional. And, and if you are going to be the one who doesn't go on that tour, but you know, is the conduit or the spark for others to do so? I mean, what better path? I think that that is a lane that uh, that there sh- that that belongs. I think it added to the show in in a huge part. And and of course, on that tour, not to take anything away from what you said before, but that was probably the one tour where you weren't in half the numbers because mm-hmm. it was extremely kind of tasteful in the way that you came out and then you disappeared and then you showed up again a few minutes later. People didn't expect it because you'd done your thing and then you came back like 10, 20 minutes in and boom, boom, boom. And I mean, I just, I, I mean, kudos to Dave free for that. Kudos to Kendrick, kudos to you. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, again, I think those opportunities will, will present themselves again, Kendrick or otherwise. And, uh, that's all I'm saying. I thought it was very well done and, and Kyle can, you know, go to the back of the bus or, you know, go scrub his white gloves or whatever he got to do. No, I sent him to laundry. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was was actually, it was actually fun being with all you guys, to be honest. To be the epic run. It was an epic run. Why is it? It was only like, how many females were on the road? How many women? (laughs) That's a good question. See, now we talk about women on tour frequently and we talk about the importance of having as diverse a crew as possible and and employing as many women as we can to be fair let's see i can think of if i'm including you one two three four five six seven i want to say it was eight or nine, maybe 10, including the VIP nation mm-hmm. team, which is not a huge percentage, of course. And, and I would love to see those numbers increase, but, but even, you know, eight or nine is, is a, is unfortunately considered a good number in the touring industry for a tour that does not also have a female headliner and does not also mm-hmm. have a number of other female dancers in the crew. But that's a good question. And we do talk about that a lot around here. Again, the importance of diversity, the importance of more women. You know, we got Christine Dallas in here. She has been pretty quiet so far. Have, do the two of you know each other? No, we don't. No. You should. Things. Yeah, we should. We just haven't had the chance to work together. Yeah. We're going to have to facilitate something like that. So charm... Dallas came out, let's see, so Dallas first joined us as kind of a fill-in on a couple of festivals, Mm -hmm. and then when the opportunity presented, I said, Dallas, please, come, come, come with me, like, I want you out here with us, I want you, she, Dallas has amazing energy, she's a total badass, um, I think that you guys would get on great. I think that if if I had the two of you on a bus together with me, we would have a blast. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Right. Tell us something, Dallas. Jump in. Don't be shy. No, I think it's um, – I love hearing it because there isn't enough of that type of creative dance, I feel. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work with a few artists that do feel it necessary to – have dancers as part of their show in that creative aspect that isn't just your typical maybe cheerleader mode not that there's anything wrong with that however um as someone who might dance herself <laughs> um I really love it and I think with a creative level like that you brought to I know the Kendrick project and then um I think Anyway, we can encourage this, but obviously you're moving on to new and exciting things. But are there people behind you you're finding? Like, do you have competition or are are there younger folks that you're able to bring up charm and 
you know, maybe your mentoring is, is that even a thing nowadays? Cause I know, um, I know it's tough out there for dancers in many different ways, no matter, you know, just, just in the live entertainment business period. Yeah. You know, I try my best to bring on or, um, learn about, cause it, it's a time where dance, like we call it, the industry is kind of like, you have some dancers who are solely focused on like social media aspects of things. And then you have some dancers who are focused on the live entertainment side, right? And you have some dancers who are cross mingling into both. Um, you know, I, I, I think, and I believe that in mentoring, right? So I do mentor certain, you know, certain people when they ask me, it's, it's all about what they want um, because my journey is different, right? And I actually, to be honest, I just spoke to someone just yesterday, a dancer who's from LA, just like me, she's young. And, you know, I've always watched her and, and, and socially and, and seen her own jobs. And I just finally asked her, I guess, and just, I'm glad I asked her because she just told me that I was, she was almost like intimidated or like didn't know because I'm very like, I'm a quiet person or I'm not as um, vocal as other people. And I asked, like, hey, what do you want to do? And she finally told me, like, hey, I kind of want to do choreography. I kind of want to do, like, a path that you did. You're doing so many things, but still you still have everything together. And I said, okay, well, you know, we're in quarantine, so it's only so much you can do, right? And um, it's starting off with, like, small conversations. When we're in the sense of competition, I don't necessarily, like, I don't look at life or dancers like that, like competition, right? I feel like I, you know, I work on always improving myself and maybe I'm competing with myself and in, 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 in growing and how I can push the boundaries because in, unless I'm wrong, unless someone does a fact check, I've, I've never seen a dancer be on a world tour by themselves. Right. And pushing that boundary and, you know, you know, like Matt mentioned Dave free and Kendrick and even allowing and, and believing in me in that way, it opened the door for a new wave of, of, of dancers to be seen as performing artists themselves, right? So that's what I'm more about. I'm more about opening doors and and um, and pushing boundaries and no limits because sometimes dancers don't get as much credit as they need to. They're underpaid, you know. That's if we talk about tours. Dancers, I think Matt, you you do budgets. You could come in. Dancers get the lowest rates out of everybody. Correct. No comment. Yep. <laughs> um, there are no, also a lot of younger people. I think that is also, you know. Well, no, no, no. They, the reality is, you know, they, they are definitely on the lower lower end of the scale. That is that is definitely fair to say. Lower or lowest? Right. I, I, the, Let's keep it real. This is for real. the people. That's no, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, depending. I think you some would. vendors don't yeah. pay their staff much. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I did, first of all, I don't know what every vendor is paying everybody, but I do know in cases that there are those who are making less. Okay, um, let's I get also to the know core, that there the are. Let's look at there, the core. Yeah, there. Well. It's again, it's it's not an entirely fair question, not just for me, but in general, because, you know, you're not comparing apples to apples. You're not comparing you know, from not only from position to position, but from tour to tour, from role to role. You know, the the you know, the assistant wardrobe person isn't necessarily making a whole lot of money. Let's be honest. You know, if there is, you know, there are people, there are roles that uh, that's. But in terms of okay, let's talk about people. Let's say people. Sorry, Matt. Let's say the people on stage. Well, I was just about to say that. I think that it's fair to say that among the feature performers, again, there are some bands that pay jack shit to their musicians. So this is again not a a standard, a norm, or or an absolute. But I do think it is fair to say again that the the dancers are lower on the scale and, and especially when there are a, a number of them that's right. just the bottom line if you're in if you're one of one two three you're probably not at the lowest end but if you're one of nine twelve fifteen mm-hmm. some of you are right and it depends on the artist and it, right you're absolutely correct it depends on certain things but i think the overall consensus like when i speak to dancers i think they would probably all say like they are on the lowest of that payroll. But anyway, 
Yeah, so but when go, you dance her, you on the top end. But not even. I'm switching, like, no, switching gears. I got a question for you. Yes. With regards to um, <clears throat> dancers' maintenance and health out there on the road, mm-hmm. um, you guys put in. I mean, especially in rehearsals, you guys put in hours upon hours of rehearsal time and yes. jumping around, flipping cartwheels and stuff, just doing mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. How important is it to, do you think that there should be some sort of a physical therapist, doctor, Cairo, that, that's either touring or out there with you guys more often than not to, you know, take care of those bumps and bruises for you? I think it's extremely important. My first tour, we had that um, because, you know, the we were roller skating. We were doing so many things. There were free runners all on stage jumping from side of the arena to this side of the arena we have physical therapists and you know trainers with us pilates teachers to keep us stretched and warm because we are that physical it's like an athlete right like you know professional athletes they have all these people equipped with them when they travel do for that just for that reason and i think dancers again every situation depends on what the tour is right or depends on what is happening but i think it's very important especially for a high dance tour um for there to be some type of um, money either allotted for these dancers to go get the massages or go right like a, a stipend for that or have that physical therapist someone with them traveling because dancers are like they're athletes we're athletes that was a selfless question question kyle i appreciate that you know i give back to the community Surprising. Sister Charm, <laughs> I got a question. I wanna I wanna ask, what do you tribute your humility back to? Um, being that your first tour out of high school was Madonna. And when I say humility, because I mean a lot of people in your position and what you've done have this fake humility, you know. Mm-hmm. When you talk to somebody, oh hey, oh, thank you, thank you, you know, the the fake stuff. But I mean even what we've talked about and what you've done, it's been very modest, but I mean, I've run into you on countless award shows and every time I see you and I talk to you and I see other people interacting with you, I get that realness. I mean, what, what keeps you grounded, you know, in this industry Um, being at the level that you're at? I think just knowing um, what it took for me to get to where I am, knowing that nothing is guaranteed, knowing that, You know, I was the kid that my mom used to work at the dance studio, scrubbing the floors, scrubbing the mirrors in order for me just to even take dance class because we couldn't afford it. As I was getting older, I was getting better. And when you become better in dance, you need more classes, more shoes, more this, more that. My mom couldn't afford it. So I watched my mom work and go to dance studios and work and work and work in order for me to, you know, to dance. Mm -hmm. So I was a kid who couldn't pay for classes. Right. I was a kid who, you know, bust my butt and beyond and beyond to be where I am. And, you know, everything I've like I've been blessed. I'm I'm ble- I would tell everyone I'm blessed. I'm favored at whatever. However, you know. You interpret what that is. So and I also know that at a drop of a dime, it all could end. You know, so I just. I'm just myself. I, and I don't give glory to man in that way. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I am not, yes, you see me choreographing and I'm dancing, but, but I'm so much more than that. That's my job and that's what I do. And I'm fortunate and I, and I love what I do, but I don't, um, that doesn't make me who I am. And my mom never raised me like that. And I, and I'll forever be, and I know Kyle and I, and you know, brother Chris, we always joke and laugh and, but, but the core of, I think even, you guys, and because you guys have been on amazing tours and work with amazing artists and, and, and have saved shows and have done amazing things, you guys are just as chill as I am. You know, and we joke and we laugh and we, and we make fun of each other, but it's all, it's all, it comes from love. You know, it's not of, oh, I'm this and I'm that and I'm better than this and I'm better than that. No, I'm, it, it, like, I feel like a little sister to you guys. When you guys, you know, joke on me and, and I know it's because you're proud that I'm a black woman and I've, I've, I've been able to move mountains and kick doors down and 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 keeping all my morals and my values and who I am. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of went on a tangent there. No, nah, you answered the question. I mean, that was, that was, I mean, for me, I, I, I can definitely relate. Um, you know, I was just curious. I mean, cause you know, you are in huge stages, you know, and, and you mm-hmm. command respect already as a black woman. How, what are the, what are some of the, the barriers and some of the stereotypes you've had to overcome? Just, I mean, coming out of the gate with a tour like Madonna and other things, you know, what, what have you had to educate other people about where you come from, you know, who you well, are? Well, I mean, it's as simple as you can't put me in a box. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a hip hop dancer. I'm not just a hip hop choreographer because I'm black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. You, you know what I mean? Um, and those are the boundaries I mean I push. Like, and as as crazy as it sounds, I have to push that. Yeah, I can choreograph for Dua Lipa, and I can choreograph for Selena Gomez. I can choreograph for Rosalia. Then I could turn around and choreograph for Kendrick Lamar. Then I could turn around and choreograph the Zara campaign that I just did with models because because I'm I am you know versatile. I'm I'm well rounded, and I don't I don't put myself in a box. I'm a choreographer. I'm a creative, and I'm inspired by so many things. So I. I think I do that, you know, just by existing and, 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 and when you see me on the jobs, you see me on, you know, like, you're like, Charm, is that you again? I'm like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you're with this artist too. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm here. You know? Um, but yeah. I like that. So Charm, speaking of your humility and selflessness, mm-hmm. I did see in your bio that you desire, you have an aspiration to start a nonprofit, an arts yeah. program, a mentorship program. You already said that you do some mentoring. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I've been teaching for a very long time um, in, at dance studios or like at my godmom school. And, and I do all that stuff. Like I don't post about it. It's, it's volunteer work, you know, and I pay for certain people who, who can't afford dance. I'll pay for them to go to dance. And it's, it's literally just out of my pocket. But I feel like if I, you know, at some point really get down to logistics and create this, this program, it can be bigger than what I'm doing. Right. Cause that's the whole point because it does exist. And it, what exists is that there is a lack of, there's a lack of art. There's a lack of a lot of things, right. But just specifically arts and education and where I'm from. Um, and I will, I, I'm, Hopefully soon I can start to, you know, pull in the players that I need and, 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 and push it. I'm still, I'm still developing and really understanding what exactly it is I want outside of, outside of almost like a big sister program in, in, in arts and education and industry. And, um, but, but yeah, here I go another tangent. No, I think it's great. You can keep going if you like. Um, so yeah, so that's that's like the baby, the 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 baby steps, and what I really um, have been focusing on in quarantine and trying to really, um, you know, get it together. Because by twenty twenty one, I would love to have started at least a nonprofit for that, designated for those. It could just be as simple as people who can't, you know, a lot of people like my cousin. I just found out, and and I kind of kind of hurt my heart because I'm, you know, we're busy. We're I'm, I've always been on the road. I'm always on the go. This is the most time I've ever spent in my home just during this quarantine time. I have never spent a month in at my house, like just home because always on the go. And, you know, my cousin was in arts and then I asked him like, hey, why did you stop? And he goes, well, because, you know, my my granny couldn't afford it, which is my auntie couldn't afford it anymore. And I didn't want to ask. And I hurt my heart. Right. Because if that's that close to me, I know there's so many others, you, you know, and. And, and I told him, I, I had to tell him like, hey, you need to call me, let me know. And, and you know, and we're, move forward, we're moving forward with that after all this. But I knew what it feels like. I was that kid. And, and I just want to create a program to help, even if it is just paying for arts or education or even paying kids to understand what sound is. Because maybe not everyone wants to be an artist. Some people want to be behind the scenes like Kyle, like Chrissy. You know, it's how do we teach them? How did you guys learn, you know? The Charmed Arts Foundation. I think mm-hmm. it's wonderful. I hope you will call me if there is ever anything I can do to help. I hope I you know. That for sure. All of us here, of course, would be down to do whatever we can for you. 
I hope when it does happen, you will come back on this podcast and tell us about it. Give us a chance to promote it. Give us a chance to make sure that, uh, you know, people are getting the word out and uh, you're able to touch more lives, bring more great art into the world. So not that I want to pivot away from the dancing and choreography. I'd love to hear more about that. But you are now singing. You do have a record with Epic, so-and-so. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I do. I dropped my first song, uh, actually the day after my birthday. And I'm working on finishing kind of like an EP. And um, I'm definitely rapping on it. So-and-so is probably the, and for those who haven't heard it, please go ahead and go to Apple Music, Spotify. It's on all your major platforms. Um, it's very, it's, it's, it's a project really, really consumed in who I am and where I'm from. Um, I'm excited, you know, terrified at the same time, because this is me using my voice in a different way. Um, but I'm here and I'm, I record myself. I've actually been recording myself the past couple weeks. Um, but I'm excited for you guys to kind of like, you know, and then when everything opens up, start shooting visuals, because that's where I lie. I love visuals. I'm a visual artist, everything, you know, it's all about the visuals for me and it's all about the performance. So I'm just like waiting, you know, for us to be able to shoot a proper video and for my other songs. And then so you guys can kind of get the whole package. But yeah, it's crazy. that Music is something that's been in, in me and, and something I've done my entire life, to be honest. My brother was a writer and a rapper back in the day. Um, and he would pick me up from school and I would go to the studio with him and then I would go to dance class. So it's kind of always been, you know, in me, I've just been like pushing it in the back as, you know, everything else in my career has been the forefront. Still not um, forgetting or you know, I'm always in the studio. I just never really like, you know, walk in rehearsal. Like, hey, man, well, you know, I just recorded another song. No. So for those who like are, you know, my friends who are close to me and even some of my like my artist friends, like, you know, they know they're like, Charm, you do music or you're doing something on the side. We know it. And I'm like, yeah. And now it's out. It's crazy. Like all the love I got, I've gotten and received from friends, colleagues. Like it's it's amazing. I thought we were closer than that. I didn't first hear about it too. I thought on well, first of all, Kyle, you knew I did music. Or you so always made sure. But mm-hmm. I always talk to you about your other matter of fact, I remember last time we talked, we talked about your silver screen debut. Um, on that movie that I saw you on in the movie trailer and you never mentioned so and so. Because so and so didn't exist. Well, it did exist, but I didn't think it was gonna come out that way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But you know I've been recording, Kyle. You knew that. We always make the joke. But moving forward, as long as Chris and I are your guys, we won't, we have we'll, we'll have we'll have a, a, a side group text no, conversation. We're gonna talk on we gonna on for the record. <laughs> Kyle never I cannot, for the record Chris should be a part of your stuff because again today's opener which would you be because you're our new artist is tomorrow's mm-hmm. headliner okay, we'll have so i don't want to hear you're too expensive we didn't talk about money we just said we want to rock with you okay all right done done deal on the record got it okay. on the record too charm i'm gonna hold him to that because arrogant motherfucker that he can be let's be, be real here i mean he has been on the record for a previous podcast saying he does not change his fee he does not reduce his money he mm-hmm. is worth every penny yada 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 so but for you there it is but you also got to give back i didn't start off at the top you know i you know in the studio like her many hours learning my craft homing in on my craft i'll be wrong to not give back Especially for somebody who I believe in. Now, once you're already at the top, I'm not giving nothing back to you because you already made it. You got to pay me. Okay. Fair enough, Kyle. Fair but enough. she does fly private, so she can afford to pay me if she wanted to. But, you know, <laughs> like I said. Wow. Wow. Got it. <laughs> like I said, I got her. Charm, we might actually need to keep you around a little more just because I think Kyle is a little more honest in your presence. Mm. I tend to do Most that to men. Hmm? I said I tend to do that to men. 
Copy that. Okay. So <laughs> now threw me for a second there, but what, what is this movie then? I, I mean, I knew about the record. Sorry, Kyle, the world revolves around Kyle didn't know about the record, but, but I don't think I knew about a movie. What, what is that? Yeah. Well, I, I'm in a, I'm in a film, just small role. Um, I actually did some a work. Horror film. Excuse me. Isn't it a horror film? Yeah, it's like a horror. It's like a horror film. Um, and I play the child care, like a babysitter to the lead character, her daughter. So, yeah, I'll leave it there because the movie isn't out. The movie isn't out. Got it. When I when saw, will we be I able to see you? Tra- I saw the trailer. Like, yo, that charm. I called it instantly. Yo, I just saw you in a movie trailer. Uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> it was that. Are you able to tell us the title? Can we search this trailer? Oh, yeah, it's um, Run, Sweetheart, Run. Run, Sweetheart, Run. Well, mm-hmm. I hope our listeners will check that out, too. I know I'm going to as soon as we wrap. Mm-hmm. No, Certainly no judgment and no BS for me, unlike some people around here. But that, that actually does answer my next question, because mm-hmm. I was wondering when your acting debut was coming, because I've always known that you are a bona fide triple threat. Oh, Matt, just so many. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, that was my first my first experience being. Well, actually, no, it's not my first experience. I was in um, Sparkle, the one with Jordan Sparks. I played her backup singer in that one. But I didn't really I didn't have lines in that movie. Um, this was my first movie with actual lines. I don't know what made it or what didn't make it. But when Kyle texted me, he's like, hey, I see you. I was like, oh, I made that. I made, I made it. The first next thing she said, did you hear my lines? I said, <laughs> yeah. I heard them little punk-ass lines. I said, yeah, you got your sag. I said, you got your sag. Your sag um, yeah, okay. you I mean, it's, that's my first role. And, you know, I'm in acting classes. And I'm just, I was so excited even to get it. You know, I auditioned. But, but yeah, so, you know, over time, I'm going to continue to push. And yes, acting is something that's been on my list of things to really pursue and writing, writing movies, writing um, shorts. It's something I've been doing as well in quarantine. Matt, why is it okay for her to get three checks? But when I get three checks, it's a problem. Because she's multi-talented. Ooh. I'm multi-talented, missing, mixing multi track artists mixing that's just doing genres. the same shit for multiple people that's not the same thing it's still different receivables uh, i mean in my head there we're talking the three, about two totally the, different things the three different business managers i mean again you are doing the same thing for three different people she is doing three different things in three different roads three different avenues three different okay, skills i'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna bring it all together as a singer, she sings, but yes, she dances. And then when she does a video, she still she's the she's the actress. But that's still one thing, tiling as her being a singer, song singer, songwriter, artist. I mean, Kyle, as soon as you drop a record where you sing and dance and act, you can hold a candle to charm. But until then, I'm just gonna leave it alone. A can- I'm not trying to hold a candle. I'm just saying you you value you praise her for getting her three her three piece. I get a three piece. You say I pocket raping people. I don't get that. That that hurts. When I'm hitting three, when I'm hitting three different business managers, not the same one. It's three different ones. But if you're doing three different gigs for three different clients at three different times. I mean, of course you should get three different checks. It's three different gigs, same venue, but three different times. <laughs> I'll let you breathe on that one. I, I, I mean, if, if one time is 20 minutes before the next and 20 minutes after the other, I, I mean, again, I, I, it doesn't require you to move from any one position. Oh, wait, so wait, are you guys talking about like an opener and, a, and then the yes. no, I'm talking Kyle about, I'm seems talking to about think multiple headline get, shows. No, 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 you are not. Kyle seems to think if he is doing the opener, the middle act, and the headliner, that he could, should command triple the headliner check. I never said triple the headliner check. I said if it, sometimes there's shows that, shows that are co-headline. So that's definitely two full-out checks. But then if there's an opener, I take a reduced rate off for an opener. And if it's two openers, then that's total three full salaries. 
I mean, we could argue this all day long. I'm I'm gonna concede one and a half checks for a double headliner. That's what I'm gonna give you. Why one well, and a half for a double headliner? Because you are splitting your focus and attention, and not able to commit it fully to one person. How about that? That's a damn lie. Because <laughs> the first hour and a half of the, when the people are watching the open the the support headliner or the co headliner, they get in the same energy as the as the closing headliner. But they're both headliners. See, but you don't need me fighting your battle for you. So I'm gonna fight that battle for my client and try and do right for everybody. I'm pretty sure the difference between you making one check and one and a half checks for doing the same amount of dates and the same amount of time on the road is a benefit. So how come everybody doesn't get to benefit from that scenario? The other person is saving on flights, saving on hotels, saving on bus space, and then they still getting their full money. They're getting their full, they're getting my full undivided attention. And you, again, you can't make time. You can't, you can't, I can't get more time. I can only get more money. There's only 24 hours in a day. So if that artist is taking up my time for sound check and my time for a show, they got to pay for it. Cause I, I'm giving them their all. I mean, my all, I'm not giving them half my attention and then the full attention to the one that's closing. Cause technically they're both the headliner. One just comes on at eight. The other one comes on at 10. Oh, make no mistake. I don't think you should be getting paid half by one and full by the other. I think you should be getting three quarters from both. No, I should be getting fooled by both. <laughs> Hotels and flights is not that big a savings over a long tour, my friend. Not compared to the difference here. We can have this negotiation all day long. Charm's in the same boat. If she chore- chore- choreographs two artists on the same show. Charm's underpaid. That's a different story. We already established not, not, that. Not, not, not as creative director. She is the, she is the budget as creative director. But what were you saying? You said if I choreograph an opening. If you, no, no. If you choreograph on a co-headline tour, right? if you choreograph both of the headliners, you're getting two full checks. You're not getting three quarters on one and the other. You're getting full checks from both artists. Well, yeah. It also oh. depends on, I think it also depends on like, because if it's a co-headliner, then isn't it all inclusive one budget, Matt? Right? Like if it's a co-headliner or is it each person get their own individual budgets? As far as production, but as far as your people, your personnel, your show, your your the integrity of your show, those are two separate budgets. Right. So right. So I would so, I would so in, you if get I, two I, salaries. Yeah. If I was a co-headliner, I mean, if I was doing co-headliner and it was like two different acts, two different numbers, you know, yeah, I would go. Yeah, it's two full salaries. Every situation is. Different. Unique. Every situation. And this is very true. But requires but, negotiation. I was gonna right. say. I was gonna say it's all about. Nego- I think at that point it's negotiation. It's negotiation. You're 100 right. But the template is two separate artists, two separate checks, and then we figure it out in the middle. But mm-hmm. that should be this template of it. Oh, I understand. I mean, I agree with the template. I'm only saying you're not worth what you say. You're worth what you negotiate. So if you're, you're asking me to negotiate, right. Right. I'm going to negotiate. You're 100% right. Anyway, that in mind, Charm, we've taken a good hour plus of your time already. We appreciate you. Uh, we do have a series of quick hits. We always ask our guests. You've already told us about your first tour. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to assume your favorite tour was the one you did with all of us. Yeah. So, do you have a single moment that you want to tell us about? Uh, I mean, a single moment? I can't really think of one. Um, you know, well, honestly, I have a single moment. Um, a moment that was just like, like a wow, right? And for me, is when we did Staples Center. And when I looked out and I saw my friends and I just saw the city, LA, like where I'm from and man, it was, I think I shed a tear. Not, I think I know I did. I kind of like shed a couple tears just because it's like, I'm like to think of like where I started and, and to be on that stage in that way. 
and then hear people screaming when I'm dancing with him and me and him going back with Kendrick, um, I'm referring to, and you know, the energy of us going back and forth and the energy of the people was probably, probably one of the best experiences I had in life. To be honest, that that was a moment that I will always remember. That was that's a moment that I've just always set in for me. Very well earned, too. So, coming from a dancer choreographer as well as a performance perspective, this is a tough one. But is there any one thing about the industry you'd like to see us doing better to change moving forward, coming out of this coronation? Yeah, I think it's the uh, the appreciation of, of of dancers and where they fall where they fall in on the pole of you know like the simple question you ask like and some tours have it I think it just be like more of rules right rules like a template right that when you do have strenuous or you know high you know a, a dance tour or just a tour in general like you have the things the dancers need. You know, um, that would be, and, and even even with payment, I think that would be like the next step. That would be the next step. It's appreciation, I think. You know, I think that's right. I think the appreciation is right. I I think the other point is also an excellent one, and and I hate to say it, but kudos to Kyle for even asking the question, because we have talked around here about the need for better support for the touring crews, the touring artists, everyone on the road, be it medical, be it, you know, to your point about chiropractors, you know, massage therapists as needed, you know, also mental health specialists, what have you. Not that the tour needs a whole nother bus of medical team, but that there be support, that there be opportunity, that there be access so that everybody can ultimately do their jobs better and be in a better mental space and physical space so that we can all thrive. So finally, any parting shots, shout outs? No, man. Shout out to you guys for doing this and all all the dancers and inspiring choreographers and um, just people, you know, everybody. Spread love, be kind. That's my motto. There it is. Charm LaDonna, Triple Threat. Appreciate having you with us today. Tell us your socials. Everything is Charm LaDonna. C-H-A-R-M-L-A-D-O-N-N-A. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Um, Website, charmladonna.com, everything is my name. There so it is. Everything is. And everyone. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate you to the world at large. Take charm, charms advice to heart. Be good. Peace, love, happiness. Thank you all and good night. Good night.